Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now, joined by Cami Bremer, chair of the El Paso County Board of Commissioners. Cami, thank you so much for joining us here on KRDO's Morning News. Let's jump right into it. We know uh, a number of areas still looking to uh, dig out, clear out from the snow that moved in Tuesday night into yesterday. And let's talk a little bit about the county's uh, response and really how uh, different roads are prioritized to make sure that everyone is getting to work and uh, where they need to go as safely as possible. Good morning, and thanks for having me on. Um, Yes, we hope that all of our El Paso County citizens are getting where they need to be safely and cautiously this morning. Um, Your Department of Public Works crews have been, we've had 30 trucks out overnight, um, and they've cleared, um, working on over 42 areas. Um, El Paso County really works on a prioritization that probably won't surprise too many of our citizens. We work on those main larger arterial roads first um, and any emergency routes and anything that that allows us to get to emergency situations um, in response. And then we work on those collector roads. They're the smaller ones that people use to get to the arterials. And then finally, we get to the neighborhood roads. And um, and our team has been working hard over the last 24 hours, and they are managing to get to those um, neighborhood roads and priority three-level roads today. Right. And we'll continue to concentrate on making sure those priority one and two stay cleared. Um, and those, those slick sections you might see this morning um, are, are pre-treated and cleared as quickly as we can get them. And, and we should mention that Eastern El Paso County uh, really had uh, some problems with blowing snow and visibility problems uh, last night, uh, really causing uh, causing such concerns that uh, between the county, the city, and, and the state, uh, Highway 24 was closed between Calhan and Falcon for some five hours because of uh, the concerns. And so uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. And, and thank you, uh, Ms. Bremer, for that update. So... Let's talk about now, uh, we have finished the election, of course, and, and now the incoming members know uh, the, what positions they're going to be holding, uh, but there still has to be that transition. Let's talk about that. How's that going? Correct. Um, you know, wonderfully, uh, to be honest with you, we have a wonderful board of El Paso County Commissioners. We work very smoothly together, and um, and although the... Um, actual turning over of the gavel from our previous chair, uh, Commissioner Vanderwerf, um, did officially happen last week. Um, It has been in in planning for quite a while. So really with a focus on continuing county services that would would serve our citizens um, and of the board really working together to make sure each of us is working and representing in areas that we um, care deeply about, that we can um, provide some value to um, and and work well together uh, across all the departments, across all of with all of our partners, um, and really just getting things done for our community. Um, I think each commissioner is really in a great spot. Uh, you know, we all serve on various boards, commissions, committees, and um, and I'm really excited to see uh, kind of the placement of all of the commissioners, where they can really affect um, affect things for our citizens. 
Let me talk, ask you about uh, one of the issues that we know is going to be coming more and more prominent. It's already been prominent uh, through recent years, but but that's development and uh, the need for water to cover uh, these new developments. Now, the city uh, of Colorado Springs has recently adopted new rules. What's the fallout from that for, or is in the process of, I'm not sure if it's final yet, but... Um, what is the fallout or potential impact for El Paso County if that happens? You know, um, counties and cities are set up very differently in this state. And really, all of our water rules for El Paso County and how we look at development that we will take in is really laid out pretty clearly by state statute. Um, and that is looking at a 300-year water rule. There are a lot of a lot of uh, things that developers um, must provide to us in proving that they have some water sufficiency. Um, and it's pretty spelled out uh, both in state statute and then our local code aligns with that. So um, where you see the impacts of what any decisions, policy decisions that the city may make, um, it really comes into those areas that have the potential to be annexed by the city um, out of the county. So, um, you know, I hope that going forward, we can have a great working relationship with the city on that. Uh, we do have an inter intergovernmental agreement in place uh, that really defines what, um, how that communication and the first talks should go. Right now, it definitely feels like we're kind of a, um, an outside observer just waiting to see what the policy implications will be. I know we have staff working behind the scenes to see if they can quantify and put numbers to um, what that would mean for the county. But certainly we're, we're paying close attention, but they're two different jurisdictions. Um, and, and the way we make decisions is very well spelled out in statute. Very interesting exactly to see how that'll work and uh, really excited to uh, get these updates uh, from you every month as we continue into the uh, new year. We appreciate your time and uh, joining us this morning, Cami, and look forward to doing it again in, again in February. Thank you.